0: Podcast mode. Podcast mode. <sighs> Alright. Was good, was good, was good. As you can see, solo dolo today. Um <sighs> Eddie uh forgot to let me know he was gonna be busy. So as I always say, the show must go on. But, you know, hey, look, from the numbers that I saw, it seems like y'all enjoyed uh, the Youngin' episode. So, <laughs> hey, just going to keep it going. Uh, but honestly, though, hope everybody doing well. You know, uh, I'm recording. It's Sunday, you know, so kind of recuperating, getting things together before the work week starts, you know join a little bit of football, uh, you know, go Niners, (sighs) but, um, you know, it's, uh, kind of crazy, you know, before I started, uh, recording today, just giving it some thought, you know, um, man, it has been, I think, officially three years this month now, uh, Oh, Stefan Diggs just scored a touchdown nice uh, yeah, it's been about three years uh today now since I embarked on this uh <laughs> video content creation journey um mm. you know it, it's a uh, it's kind of crazy thinking about it cause, um I I will not lie. There are days I absolutely want to quit. Like, I'm not even going to sit up here in front with y'all. Like, there's really days, like, I be wanting to quit. But, you know, I just always, you know, personally, uh, I give it that second thought, you know, like, (sighs) you started doing this, Devontae, because yeah you know there's plenty of other things you can do fall back on you know obviously the whole detailing thing. you know, I can always fall back on that. Ooh man, solid catch um yeah it, it's kind of just like I look at that and then tell myself, you know, I would have been very mad at myself if I did not at least try. And I'm speaking on, you know, looking back later on in the future, you know, I would be very mad at myself if I didn't try. So, you know, I look at it from the perspective of that slash, you know, like, you know, to the people that do see my content and all that, you know, whether it's my content solely or, you know, helping out with others' content, you know. uh, I just, at the end of the day, I just want to be able to say, you know, like, I contributed to, you know, just giving you something enjoyable to watch slash, you know, like, who knows, maybe I inspire somebody to, you know, do what I'm doing. And, you know, that's really how I look at it. But, you know, it's uh, been crazy, you know, just in the three years, you you know, doing things like being able to go to Japan, being able to go to Australia, uh, going to SEMA these past few years, you know, just doing stuff out here with, you know, all the sneaker shops in Arizona and, you know, just doing a whole bunch of other stuff and, you know, just many more things I want to do. It's just crazy to think about all of it, but, you know, I, I will say at the end of the day, you know, if I quit tomorrow, I'd be proud of everything I did. So, you know, it it is what it is. And, you know, like I I always say, you know, I never really intended to do this to make money, you know, obviously money would be great. I mean, who's going to turn down money for, you know, doing something they enjoy. But, you know, it's like, I just kind of always had the thought, you know, if, I am good at what I do, the money will come, so I don't really worry about it, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing and just have fun with it at the end of the day, and you know, uh, even with this podcast, you know, so for those that may not know, I actually turned the keys over to Eddie on this, um. It was more so I had to be realistic with myself. I was stretching myself a little too, too thin. I think that's how the saying goes. Excuse me. Um. So you know, I I spoke with him and told him, you know, like I really wanted him to kind of take the keys to uh, the old head and the youngin'. I mean, really the podcast was more so his idea. It's just obviously he knows I, I do this type of thing. You know, he's still fairly new to it, which you no know, not to him because, you know, he does improve every single time we do something like this and I'm happy to see it. And you know, he, he's still a little on the cuss, So, you know, does he really want to do it? Kind of trying to get him out of his shell a little bit. But <laughs> well, nah, he, he's getting better though. So, You know I really just passed it on to him because you know I always say this it's kind of a unique talent I've kind of realized that I have and it's I'm almost able to just see like the potential in what people can do and then you know if I see it you know I always want to help them kind of better themselves you know uh, Wes, uh, the little homie Wes is a good example of that. You know, like I met him when he was like fifteen, and he was just barely getting into, you know, car photography. So you know, I started taking him with me to all these meets and all that, and you know, like, uh, getting him this into SEMA, he's benefited so much from it. So yeah, it it's kind of like trying to do the same thing with Eddie because I I tell Eddie all the time like, bro, wow, like dude, you were mad funny, right? Like. <laughs> and it's like, I always tell like, bro, like, if you play your cards right, you can be bigger than me, and I hope you honestly will be one day, because it's like, you got it, you know, I, I tell people all the time, like, I'm not the funniest dude in the world, like, I'm I more so saying my talent comes from just being able to do multiple things, slash, you know, kind of bringing the right people together and being able to create something that you know just looks good or you know is impactful hopefully so you know um definitely i'm looking forward to seeing what we do with this thing and you know just overall just always trying to progress it but you know it is what it is at the end of the day let's get into this uh trade you know Let me just say this. Um, You know, regarding the basketball special that we recorded, you know, it killed me when I saw this trade because we recorded it so early. But at the same time, you know, speaking with uh, the homie Marcus that was actually on the basketball special, he he told me, you know, it's kind of better that we did it that way before the trade because, you know, we could have spent an entire – 20-30 minutes just talking about that trade alone and you know the most recent trade with Holiday that I'll get into shortly but you know it's like it is what it is at the end of the day but um so let me pull it up just to make sure I actually have it uh oh and as soon as I open my phone Woads reports free agent guard Cameron Payne has agreed to a one-year minimum deal with the (sighs) All Alright, so... Let me just say this about Cameron Payne. I don't necessarily believe that he is like a top-level guard, but he is a guard that can help you coast by. So I will give him that one hundred percent. Uh, now do I see the Bucks? You know, winning a title. It's a good chance because let's be real here. Adding Damian Lillard gives you a lot more firepower. So it, it's gonna be interesting, but you know, let me uh talk about this trade real quick. So for those that may have not seen or just don't remember. Lillard to Milwaukee in a three team trade. Uh, the Blazers get Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Tamani Kamara. I'm sorry if I did not say that wrong. A 2029 unprotected Milwaukee first and unprotected Milwaukee swap rights in 2028 and 2030. And that's to the Blaze. Phoenix, who was also involved in the trade, they get Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nazir Little, and Keon Johnson. So there was already a lot of talk. Um, you know, was this trade fair? You know, like who improved, who got worse, and you know, it's almost crazy because I've looked at that trade and I'm like, you know. For a three-team trade, this is probably one of the few where every team benefited. Because, you know, obviously Milwaukee, it's a no-brainer why they benefited. Um, You know, Damian Lillard, I really got to say much more. So, you know, I expect some big things from that team. Uh, The Blazers... Now, they did trade Drew Holiday uh, today, which uh, I'll get into that here shortly. But, you know, uh, they get DeAndre Ayton, who obviously I've been very critical on. But, you know, with all that being said, I do wish him well out there in Portland. You know, it's a fresh start for him. And I really want to see him prove us wrong because we work on him soft and all that. I do want to see him prove us wrong. Because, you know, dude is talented. He's arguably a top five center in the league if we're going off pure skill. So I wish him well out there. Um, Tomani Kamara, I've only seen things here and there. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And then, uh, the picks and the, you know, swap rights you know well we'll see what those turn into you know they could trade them they could turn them into something you just never know sometimes uh and then regarding phoenix you know they just got more depth in a center that actually is a like very solid ring protector so yeah phoenix majorly improved uh i don't like grayson allen i'm just gonna be honest He's a solid player. It's just I think he's a very dirty player. But at the same time, the best way to categorize him is he's an old-school 90s type player. He's just very physical. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, hey, that's solid death that Phoenix got. So, yeah, Phoenix is going to be very tough to beat this year. <laughs> Uh, and then, regarding the Drew trade that just happened, um, Drew Holiday got traded to the Boston Celtics. Uh, apparently, the Celtics traded Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, 2024 Golden State first-round pick, 2029 unprotected Boston 1st round pick and that's to the blazers uh if i'm being honest i do not like this trade uh i more so don't like it on the celtics in because keep in mind they did kind of get something back especially with trading um what's his name uh marcus smart Because, you know, they lost a heavy amount of defense trading him. But at the same time, you gain that back plus some very good offense with Drew Holiday. So, you know, it's good. But the main problem I have is they traded their best rim protector in Robert Williams. So that's going to be a problem. Malcolm Brogdon, they were already talking about trading because, excuse me, it was between him and Derek White, from what I saw. Now, obviously, Derek White, a hey, he proved why he should stay uh, in this recent run. I mean, yeah, they fell short, but you know he was balling. Uh, and then obviously the f- the first round picks, like they knew they were gonna have to give up those picks because I mean, had even the players literally said uh, the minimum they would take was two first round picks and a like starting players so uh at the end of the day the blazers really won at it all of these trades because i mean they secured you know good death pieces they secured picks for the future so i mean they really won if we're thinking long long term but it, it's just like you know this season alone is shaping up to be very good, and I'm very excited for what's about to happen. Uh, you know, I'm a very big hoop guy from what y'all can see on the podcast. You know, we really don't talk football very much, so it, it's just, I'm very excited for this season. Uh, obviously, uh, I'm very bummed that uh, my Clippers couldn't. Get in on that Drew Holiday trade because you know, I really like Drew Holiday, uh, and you know, I would have loved to have had him on the Clippers because you know, a whole bunch of Clippers fans are calling me crazy for saying, like, you know, we may have to trade, uh, you know, Bones, uh, or um, Terrence Mann, but it's like. <sighs> I would have much rather have kept Terrence Mann and just went on ahead and traded Bones and you know obviously more senior maybe uh, Nicholas Batum and some picks, but you know it's like at the end of the day it is what it is. Can't complain. <sighs> so moving on. Um, next weekend, I believe Saturday sneaker con will be returning to phoenix <sighs> so let me just say this because you know i had a very good talk with uh the homies over at archive which is uh wilson and uh his uh younger brother uh will <sighs> it's great that sneaker con comes out here the problem is it's almost like to a point, like, there's no reason to go anymore. Because, hey, the resale market, we've all seen it, has just been god awful lately. So, I mean, if you want to go try and get something for a steal, I mean, hey, by all means, but realistically, I could just go to a shop out here and do that, or I could go on. You know, Go or StockX or heck, even eBay. Uh, I I get it. Some people don't trust Go or StockX. It might be zone fags. I don't know. Or ninety eight percenters, like I like to call them now. But you know, at the end of the day, it's like I just don't see a point to going to sneaker con anymore because I I catch a lot of flag when I say this. As a sneakerhead, I don't feel it's for me anymore. Like, realistically, when you go to SneakerCon or when, like, you see videos, all you see are influencers that literally got into sneakers during the pandemic. Influencers that have absolutely nothing to do with sneakers. Or it's just, like, you see just overpriced sneakers being sold and you know you see like these sellers they're literally just trading sneakers with each other like so it's like what is the point of me going that that's just my point so i'm like still on the fence if i'm even gonna go because i mean at the end of the day it's content for me and that's how i kind of try to look at it but it's like Oh, like, there's just no point in me going, I feel. So, I don't know. If you see me there, hey, you know, I'm there. Come say what's up, you know. Probably be filming something. So, we'll we'll chop it up. But, I don't know, man. Now, my suggestion for next year. SnakerCon, look. If you really want to bring some interest back. I don't see why you wouldn't just gather, you know, the people that are actually involved in sneakers in the city that you're in. So, you know, take Arizona, for example. You could easily put together a panel with some of the shop owners out here, some of the, uh, you know, social media people out here that are involved in sneakers. you know, like you got plenty, you know, you got Sneak This with uh, Greg and George. You have uh Laura, Little Laces, uh Marky, uh, who's Marky or Poor La Familia. You know, you could get Manner, You could get Wilson from Archive. You could get me if you really wanted to. Of course, I, I still feel like there's somebody that deserves that spot more than me. I'm just going to say that. But, you know, like, you, you kind of see where I'm getting at. Like, bro, you could get all those people together and have them tell you, you know, what's so great about Phoenix, you know? How is the culture out here? So, hey, what? I'm just throwing it out there. Hey, you don't even got to give me credit for the idea because I guarantee you people have suggested it in the past. And, you know, even if it gets done at the end of the day, uh, the receipts are here. I said it. So, <laughs> hey, it is what it is at the end of the day. But, you know, to so those that do go, you know, that weekend should be pretty dope regardless because we do have uh, the ASUCU game out here. And even uh, the day before, um, Ivory House is doing their uh, vintage event that they do uh, every first Friday of the month uh go go check that out like that is without question one of the best events out here and you know like i i give them their flowers because i mean every time they do an event like it just gets better and better and you know it's dope to see what they've been doing for these past few years so you know and also Their business is in the West Valley, so I'm always going to support a West Valley business. But, yeah, you know, kudos to them. I like what they're doing. So I wanted to uh, end this episode off with a top 10. You know, it would be uh, more fun to do this with Eddie, but, you know, hey, look, I got to do something entertaining. So I decided top 10 rap verses of all time to me. Again, this is to me. So, you got your own, you got your own. That's your business. This is mine. So, uh, honorable mention, uh, I did want to uh, throw in uh, Benny the Butcher's verse from uh, Upside Down because I did put Royce's verse in my top 10 just because it, it's a little bit better to me. But overall, the song is just great. Um, And it, it, it was a tough choice because I, I kid you not, I struggled a lot <laughs> trying to make this verse or trying to make this list my bad. Because, you know, obviously, there's so many great verses out there that it's, like, it gets tough after a while try, trying to even, <laughs> like, put a top 10 together. Because, you know, you gave me a top 20. Yeah, I could probably make that one pretty quickly because, you know, that's a little easier versus a top 10. Like, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there another... Oh yeah, another honorable mention. Um uh probably JID's verse, uh in Sirens, uh by Denzel Curry. You know, great verse, great verse. <laughs> so, moving on to the top ten. Uh number ten is Denzel Curry's first verse in If Tomorrow's Not Here. Uh you know, a lot of people think I'm a Denzel Curry stand. You know, actually, I really did not like the dude when I first heard him. Like, I thought he was kind of annoying for a minute, which is kind of funny, because like I just thought he was one of those like kind of comedic, you know, speed rap rappers. Obviously, when old and again, I am the one, the warrior son, don't need a gun to get respect. I'm on the street. <laughs> Yeah, like I absolutely hated that song when it first came out. <laughs> so it's oddly funny now, like me liking him so much. Uh, but you know when I heard uh this song and tomorrow's my here, like uh man, like really, just it's just this flow and just what he's talking about in the verse, like that just makes it so good. And you know I, I will always say, uh, Imperial. Um, if you have not heard the album. You know, for a debut album, like easily like eight out of ten. Uh number nine. Royce the five nines verse in upside down. Um this verse, uh one it's one of my favorite verses, uh because um he says uh let me pull it up. Because it's like, man, I always forget it. Oh, here it is. Remember, the effort has to go into the art, not the wave. Everybody talking about they own their masters, but if the music don't age well, it don't matter. It's like you own 100% of nothing. Know your value. You know. I think of that verse every time, you know, when I'm making a video. Because it's like, obviously, you got to put tons of effort into any type of art. And, you know, you want to make it so good to the point to where, you know, five, ten years from now, you know, people still look back at it and it's like, man, you know, that was just... that. You know, video that art piece that you made was just phenomenal. Like it really spoke to me. So, you know, that that verse right there, you know, yeah, I, I use it every time I'm creating something. Uh, number eight, uh, Wallace verse in uh, French Toast by Westside Gun. Um, I mean. Realistically, I just like this verse because, obviously, Huawei, I'm a very big fan of, you know. You know, other than just him being such a good uh, rapper and songwriter, it's just the fact of, like, you know, him being a sneakerhead as well. Him being the OG, well, one of the OG rap sneakerheads for my generation. Uh, You know, and, you know, he even talks about it. <laughs> yeah. <My, it, laughs> my SBs is old, your SBs is trash. (laughs) My red Guns from Dan. (laughs) You know, it it was just cool to kind of incorporate, hear him incorporate that, you know, in that verse. And then just, bro, the verse just flows so well. Like, I always say, Wale is one of the few rappers I feel he literally writes his verses to match the beat perfectly. And it just shows how good he is as a poet. So, yeah, easily can go in my top ten verses of all time. Number seven, uh Black Thoughts verse and when we move. <sighs> Overall, the song is just great. It was kinda tough for me to choose which verse I like more him or common. Uh Black Thoughts verse, I, I just it edges commons out just a little bit, and that's not even a knock to common cause you know me well no, you know I'm a big common fan, so yeah. It it just it it edges it out just a little bit more for me. Uh number six, Kendrick Lamar's verse and uh Beyonce's freedom. Um I I really liked this verse over a lot of Kendrick verses because like just the tempo of the song, like when you hear his verse start, like it doesn't necessarily like match the tempo it almost like gives like off a change to the tempo and then it's a gradual build up back to the tempo and you know just overall kind just spitting. like you know I say more uh n- number 5 inspected decks versus in gang stars above the clouds um i mean Literally straight out the gate, I'll you scientists mentally scarred triple extra laws, wildlife rock stars who smash guitars. <laughs> like, like dude just comes in and just starts firing verses, like firing bars. Um, and it, it's very actually my favorite routine memory, uh, just because I'm a big uh, lyricism head. So, you know, overall, it's just such an enjoyable verse. <laughs> Well, about I saw a car pull up. Uh but yeah, the verse is just great, man. You know. Overall the song is great. Easily one of my favorite gang songs. Uh number four. Big crit uh his one train verse. So I still get into debates about who had the hardest verse on this song. And, you know, oh, man, a close second is arguably Action Bronson's verse to me. Um, But Big Crit takes the cake. I mean, dude was literally spitting bars like Rant was due. <laughs> and, you know, it just showed like, hey, Big Crit ain't like every other Southern rapper, like Dude got the got the nitty-gritty bars. You know, obviously mixed with, you know, him being from the South. And, you know, it just shows why I've said, you know, if we're talking about the new school, like he at one point was easily the king of the South. So hey. Easily. My favorite verse in one train. Uh, number three, jizz's Shadow Boxing. I mean, it it's tough to say which verse is the best verse on Liquid Swords to me. Because, you know, I was talking with uh, the homie Trav in my size 10 group. And uh, I, I think he said he preferred uh, rizz's verse on, I forget which song. But um it it's like it's kind of a pick your poison because obviously Liquid Swords is heavily regarded as one of the best solo Wu Tang owns from any member. So it, it's it's already a tough like one to argue. So, you know, if Jizz's verse in Shadow Boxing isn't your favorite, I can completely understand, and I won't knock it, because, again, it's different for everybody. <laughs> uh, Number two, uh, Inspector Dex verse in uh, Triumph. I mean, if you know Wu-Tang, heard the stories, do I really need to explain this one? I mean, I'm bomb atomically, Socrates' philosophies and hypotheses can't define why i be dropping these mockeries, lyrically perform armed robbery, flee with the lottery, possibly they spotted me. I mean, the fact that he literally made everybody go rewrite their verse just says it all right there. So <laughs> that one does not need an explanation. It could even be the number one, but my number one, is Jay Z's verse in Drug Dealers anonymous. So? Here, here's the funny thing. I'm not a big Pusha T guy. <laughs> like, Pusha T is a great rapper. I'm not gonna knock him personally. I liked his brother a little bit better when they were uh, still clips. But it, it, it's like the funniest thing I've ever heard about Pusha T. Like, why does he rap like he's telling scary campfire stories? <laughs> So, it's like, ah, when I turn on the song, I honestly skip his verse, because I just don't care for it. Like, it, it's good. I'm not saying that it's not good, but it's like, it just doesn't, like, I don't care to hear it. <laughs> so, it's um one of those funny things that it's like, I mean, it's all right. <laughs> Oh, man. But, um, reason why this is my number one, I mean, just from start to finish, like, you know, Jay just going, like, straight out the gate. You know, I've been bracket from the 80s. Google me, baby, you're crazy. 89 of London pulling Benza. Type it in, Google's your friend, bro Fourteen years drug dealing and still counting. Who, who deserves the medal of freedom? Is my accountant. Like, I, I think really the one bar that really, I really enjoy. Um, herein lies the peace of God. I always knew I was a prophet because I couldn't find a decent job. Life may be ambidextrous, counting with my right, with my white, with my left wrist. Daniel, Fei, I keep bringing them all white vans through. Like. Like, bruh, the double entendre, like, come on. <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> hey, boy, but again, you know, that that is my list, you know. Hey, I'm curious to hear any of y'all's list, you know. I ain't going to knock anybody's list uh, unless you know you start saying some outrageous stuff but other than that you know i appreciate y'all for tuning in you know again the youngin episodes i'll try to make them a little shorter because you know i can only get on and talk for so long (laughs) this is an absolute skill that you know to the ones that perfected hey kudos to you but me it's gonna take me some years to try and perfect this you know doing a solo pod so yeah he's gonna be shorter and you know for those that haven't realized uh we did go on ahead and make the decision to start dropping episodes uh every Monday uh so keep in mind we typically try to record Thursday or Friday just to have them out uh on Monday you know that way you get the entire week to listen to us you know versus you know we drop them on you know typically thursday night friday morning yeah so just kind of trying to help y'all out you know give y'all something to listen to or watch throughout the week so apologies if we're a little late on certain topics it's just that's just how it is sometimes but till next time y'all take it easy